Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, uh, recorded at various remote locations around New York City <laughs> this week anyway. Hey, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com uh, and... Uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter at, at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can check us out, check us out on Tumblr uh, at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes. And on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld. All right, this week on More to Come, the Justice League film. You know, we've seen it, so, you know... We're going to tell you more about Justice it. Justice League, film or fiasco? Yes, well, there you go. There, there are your options. And we're, we've got extra added con- uh, content about controversy around Patreon and its new fee structure. So let's get right to it. The Justice League, or, or as it used to be called when I was a kid, Justice League of America. I know. Well, they that doesn't fly overseas, apparently. Yeah, but, more um, JLA. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just it's worth noting here, like, we're doing this all remotely yet again. And I don't even remember the last time we were all in the same room. <laughs> yes, well, the wonders of modern technology. I know, so. I know. But one of these days, we have to all get together. Yes, like, I, would, I would like to be in the same room with you yes, guys. Yes, we have to. We will return to that. The, the holiday yes. season now and my hip surgery, uh, for those yes, who may not know. Yes, that's right. Since last we were together, Calvin has new bionic parts I, yes i'm even Art. hipper than i used yeah. to be so, <laughs> so, oh, no, chuckles no. yes chuckles all around but oh. um but yeah yes. but anyway Too we have reunited we've all seen justice league finally yes <laughs> and now kate did you see it right out of the box well i never see movies the first like two days they come out because it's crazy uh but i did see it like within a week of coming out okay. and um yeah, I was already planning to see it. I mean, I knew I knew going into the theater that it was not going to be a perfect work of art, but I was anticipating not hating it. And <laughs> and I was I was gratified. I did I I liked the parts I liked. I think we see where this where this this critique is going here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked the parts I liked. Well, yes, you, well, we can yes. get in more depth. Oh, I'm, I'm eager to hear what parts you liked. I'm, 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 because I, now Calvin, so, so you yes. saw it earlier this week, right? I saw it earlier this week, yes, absolutely. Uh, so, and uh, I saw it earlier today. Okay, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there you go. You, so we read various, you know, levels of exposure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, when I went to see it, so I've been trying to see it all week in anticipation of this podcast, and then being a sadistic. Uh, ghoul, I went, uh, you know, my local is the Kipps Bay that has all reserved seating, and it was playing in IMAX, incredibly, and I went and I looked at the seating for, like, Tuesday night, and there was not a single seat sold for the Tuesday night screening in IMAX, and granted, this is the day before. I'm sure it filled up, but when I went this morning to see it at the matinee, which is half price, Uh I was the only person there, but then, just before the movie began... This one other person. (laughs) We'll talk about private showing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are, granted, these are small theaters that hold probably 40 people, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I I have not, I have not had that experience since the time that I went to see, lo, those many years ago, Electra with some friends, and we were the only people in the theater, and we were like, 
wow and enjoyed being very loud at that movie. Well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I went to see it about 4.30 on, I think it was Monday, and I wasn't the only person in there, but um, I mean, if there were 10 people in the theater, that was a lot. So there wasn't a lot well, of people in my showing either. Well, yeah, but it was 4.30 on a Monday, Cal. Yeah, right. Well, of course, of course. And well, I was going in the middle of the day, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah but I went to the matinee that's half price. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't Usually get that there's benefit. Old people, old people go to these, okay? Yeah. But old people don't go to see superhero movies. Well, well they don't go I'm to see. Older than I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll, no, I'll well, but you're not. You're not like retirement matinee old. Cal. Yeah, but Kate, no, yeah, Kate, I go to this theater all the time for matinees because I mm. am old also, and I, you know, it just works out for my schedule. And let me tell you. So let um, me ask: do we, Should we go round table and everyone give yes. their reaction? Uh, yes, let's and then hear we'll from break Kate. it down. Like, break down its yes, parts. Let's, let's hear from Kate first. I want to hear. I'm we eager to remind people: This is a big movie for DC. They've got a lot yeah. riding on this. Oh film. my god! We've called this the most important movie in their history many times. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So let's. We'll, we'll start with Kate, and then we'll move well, around. Okay. So the first thing that struck me is it's very obviously a patchwork. Like you couldn't miss that. I mean, if. It felt like the seams wouldn't have been as obvious if they had not been so in love with absolutely having to have it come out on this date. Mm. Like you, it just really felt like some like an unfinished product. Like the bones were strong in places, but the the extra work that could have smoothed the edges between two directors wasn't done. Mm. So it really did feel like two different movies. Like you could literally, you almost couldn't stop yourself from being like. Oh, hey, it's Joss again. Um, <laughs> or, oh, Snyder, you're still fixated on poor, poor Superman. Oh, my benighted wooby, he's totally Jesus. <laughs> um, and so that was a little distracting and occasionally a little funny. And I have to admit, I was probably the only person who didn't notice that uh, CG- that Superman's face was half CGI. Because they had to CGI out a mustache, which they spent millions of dollars on. Oh, see, I didn't. I know missed that. that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But if you're wondering why his face looked weird, it's because <laughs> it wasn't really his face. Okay. Um, but I actually, I still, for all its obvious flaws, and for all its cardboard villain, and for all its plot that didn't make the most sense in the world, I liked it a lot more than um, what little I could bear to stand of <laughs> Batman v Superman and uh, then the the Man of Steel movie um, because it had for all its flaws a lot more heart like they actually like they they showed like that family that was in danger like you you felt like there were at least some stakes they I mean it, took, it was a little slow getting there but once the flash showed up the characters started like interacting with each other, like actual human beings with like emotions. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they have, you know, like you, you could actually, I was like, I actually now care about these characters. That's good. Thank you. Um, obviously like cyborg was criminally underused. And I was like, who is this dude again? Why you not spend any time on him? Um, 
Aquaman didn't get much time, but Jason Momoa can do amazing things with his eyebrows in the background. <laughs> so you almost didn't notice. Um, he was memorable in brief and I give him credit. He he has resurrected Aquaman. I mean, I was never much of an Aquaman fan, but go on. I, I don't think hardly anyone was. So, you know, I mean, so, he's done amazing and magical things. Go, to yeah. him, go for him. Yeah. Um, like, it was... It felt like an obviously flawed film and a patchwork film, but yet I just, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Man of Steel. It was just like, that was, if technically, I would totally agree. That's a better movie. Like technically, visually, artistically, like, like as far as like coherently put together, it was a better movie. But this movie was more enjoyable when it was enjoyable and I cared more. Like whenever the team was together and doing heroic stuff or even interacting, it worked for me. Uh, whenever Wonder Woman was on screen, it worked for me. Whenever Flash or yeah. Aquaman were on screen, it worked for me. Um, the only thing that didn't work for me was the the entire world is now without hope because Superman's dead. And I'm like, I could buy that in the comics when people have loved Superman for 15 years of timeline. But when like Superman has literally everyone's been like, who's this crazy alien? We don't know if we like him. I just can't believe that much worldwide mourning. I was yeah, like, I agree with him. Like the entire plot hinged on everyone being sad. And I could not believe the entire planet was like unveiling like thousand foot long banners with his symbol him on point. it <laughs> just because they were sad. Yeah. Because I was just like, I don't buy it. This is stupid. Let's get back to the plot. Yeah. Um, but when they were together, I enjoyed it. I did. For all I saw, the, the, the edges. And for all, I think this would be a great movie to like watch at midnight with a bunch of friends and like throw popcorn. At times, yeah. Well, uh, I, I I agree with some of your points, and I have some probably some different ones. Uh, okay. Do you want me to go next, Heidi? Or yeah, yeah sure. Um, uh, once again, I agree. Uh, uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. It was okay. Um, I actually enjoyed Man of Steel uh, probably more than you did, I, and I agree with you in the sense that it was more of a whole movie. Um, uh. You know, this movie, I, I agree with you in the sense that it just seems that this movie was such a reaction to all of the other movies. And I don't necessarily mean necessarily uh, the film itself, but the critical reaction and, and, and hate <laughs> directed at Batman versus Superman that... It, to me, you could almost see where they said, okay, we've got to do this. We've got to have more humor. Okay, we've, they've got to, you know, they've got to act like a family. We've got to have more heart. Um, you know, we've got to do, you know, we can't have a bleak vision. Um, <laughs> that, you know, more that's, on that later. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seemed to be screaming at you at every sort of juncture in the film. That said, overall, you know, it was, it was mostly enjoyable. Uh, I thought the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie when all of the, 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 uh, the team was introduced might be the best parts of the movie, for me anyway, if they were. I thought that the heroes were at their most dynamic, uh, their most natural. I mean, Wonder Woman's entrance is, is beyond fabulous. Yes. Even Batman, Batman, uh, uh, particularly in his introduction, uh, is very terrific, though in my view... Uh, even Batman and Batman versus Superman, uh, the fight scenes, the action stuff, particularly when it's fighting uh, the three or the ten, <laughs> however many were, thugs to, to save Martha, was really great. In this instance, uh, his introduction was really terrific. Through Wonder Woman, really, I mean, she just she steals the. Uh, the you can't take her, her your eyes off of her 
uh, which is on the screen. Uh, both her persona, but the action, how she carries herself, how she deals with characters. She's, she's just terrific. Um, Aquaman, what's his name, Momoa? Uh, Momoa, yeah. Rock and roll superhero. Uh, I got to give him his credit. Now, I, I, the Flash, I'm not as crazy about. Uh, he does have his moments. Um, uh, I think it's good to have the teen nerd for the rest of the, the group to pick on. That's fine. And he does have some humor. Indeed, the humor, or, or the forced humor, <laughs> is a, is kind of a key element in this film because the fact that there's any humor at all, of course. I mean, I mean, Batman versus Superman. Uh, I mean, there literally is no. There's not a single joke. Maybe one or two in the entire film. Well, this one is the film is one big joke. But anyway, well, yeah, you could you could make that case, of course. This film it's full of you know wacky banter. Some of which is entertaining, some of which, to my uh, my ears, was was kind of forced and fell flat. Uh, but but at least they tried. You know, I probably had the same level of enjoyment of the film as you guys did. Um, you know, maybe not quite as much as as Kate, I guess. Um, and uh, I, but you know, I'll be brutally honest and come right out and say it. I like Zack Snyder. Um, well, that's okay. I know no that one's saying Batman you can't. Superman was a horrific movie. Um, however, uh, I, I also enjoyed Man of Steel. Yeah. I enjoyed Watchmen. And you know, nobody yeah. shoots a superhero scene like he does. And if you look at this movie, it, I mean, it's so obvious where the, the joints are between Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder. I mean, this, the we, you know, the Snyder scenes are shot in a certain way with a certain mm. lighting. Everything, and then the Whedon scenes are kind of this flat sitcom Buffy the Vampire Slayer look. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, here's Lois Lane, and and um, you know Martha Kent sitting in a really stupid, dull, boring-looking uh, office and talking about things, having a cup of tea together. You know, and and I, I mean, that was the worst one, but it was obvious where suddenly the action would stop and people would start talking. Now, if they'd had more time to kind of smooth out the transitions, I think this actually would have been a really solid movie except for maybe you know what else sucked in this movie is the villain the villain oh. was so bad, oh, well, so can bad. I, I will say this I mean I didn't like the, the villain C, CGI but I, I didn't mind the villain that much in fact I thought the scene where he arrives and the battle with, uh, with the Amazons actually was one of the higher points uh, action points in the movie well I, that was a perfectly I, great I, entrance I, I, but it should have been way, an entrance not... for a better villain I'm not finished yet. Yeah, so sorry. Let, me, let me get sorry, a couple sorry, more man. points. <laughs> yes, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple more points, though. Uh, but I, I mean, I agree. I think the action scenes in this movie were really solid. And I enjoyed them all. I really enjoyed that scene with the Wonder Woman, you know, on the, uh, the mascara. I really enjoyed... Um, when shirtless Superman was fighting the team, <laughs> I really enjoyed when when Aquaman would do things. You know, when him and Batman were teaming up, and, and you know, like everybody did cool things, and the Flash looked amazing. And, and you know, I agree with Kate that Cyborg was underused, but but he, I think he still came across as, as, as an interesting character. You know, like instead good making actor. him the yeah, very good. Everybody looked. Uh, really great and was solid. You know, even Ben Affleck. I mean, he looked a little, you know, pudgy and tired to me. But he always looks pudgy and tired. Yeah. And you know, like you say, Wonder Woman was amazing. And so uh, 
I, I mean, I I did not like Jar Jar Flash. Did not like it, it was so forced to me. Every time he says something really goofy, and I don't like Ezra Miller, and you know he's like this Warner Brothers golden boy that they think he should be and everything. So you know, go good luck with that. But um, you know this this could have been a really solid movie, except that they just panicked on every level and they don't get it. Like nobody gets it. And you know, there's been a huge shakeup at the studio because of this, which we will get to. Yeah. We can talk. About uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, this was a perfectly pleasant movie. Um, and that the audience rejected, uh, you know, I was just writing something. It's like, the bottom line is like America loves the Valkyrie and the Grandmaster, And they didn't much care for the flash and Aquaman. So go figure. Mm, yeah. Well, well, I mean, actually, I don't know. I saw a good buzz on Aquaman. It's just they did people didn't like the movie. Um, I really almost feel like, I mean, given that I have seen better CGI on cut-rate Chinese movies, and I'm not even kidding, I think that at a certain level, superhero people may be wanting like visual spectacle and may be wanting their shiny product. And sometimes, if you you know, have something that has obvious seams and is a rush job and looks cheap that some people can't look past the fact that it looks cheap. And like that just colors their vision of the whole thing. And it doesn't matter if it has these other scenes that are fun. Like the fact that it looks cheap and does seem like a rush job is enough to sour people on a movie because they've been spoiled by so many well-made superhero movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to me, this, this film showed the, the, another area where the scene showed is that it did look rushed and it didn't have that final pass. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Zack Snyder did not oversee the completion of this movie. You know, his films look great. Say yeah. what you will. They look amazing. And they and look this of a whole. Yes, they do. And and like I said, you could see, I mean, if you ever want to know the difference between direction, I mean, just look at the difference just in the lighting in the yeah. scenes between no, right. that Zack Snyder shot and that Joss Whedon shot. Yeah. And, you know, had they had more time, uh, it needed that extra pass by somebody who has a visual sense, which Joss Whedon does not have. Mm. But, you know, I mean, there were some great things. I mean, the lasso bit where Ackerman's sitting on the lasso. Oh, that that's was, That worked. That you know, was fun. That, now, that was that humor was, that worked. Yeah. That was and, humor that worked. Um, and, and I mean, but what I mean, why do you guys think that this movie has been such a disaster for the studio? Well, I think they burned off. A, I think what Calvin said earlier about it being almost a reaction to the other movies in some ways, like the audience reactions is in a certain another way true in that people had already lost a lot of goodwill for DC movies. Like, yeah, I think the, people are worried. They're, they're it just burned like, well, off I a pay, lot. What did I pay to get into this thing? What's like 17 bucks or something? I mean, yeah. I didn't, you know, I, and I, I can't, I can't bear 3D and, and, yeah. Know. So, um, but I just think people are worried. Where am I going to, where, where am I going to drop my 20 bucks this weekend? Really? I, you know, I went to see Batman versus Superman. And unlike me, I mean, my, my, myself here, while I have, you know, a couple of good things to say about the movie, uh, I don't dispute that it was a disaster. Um, yeah. Uh, I just think most people just like, you know, I'm not going to hold out for five minutes of art, you know, and, uh, you know, two and a half hours 
of, of, of awfulness. Well, but, you know, this movie wasn't two and a half hours long. The studio no, it was much said shorter. it needs to be two hours. I mean, yeah. that was the other mandate. Like, basically, it's like, this can't be another long, unwieldy. I mean, I think it could have done with a little more time, to be honest. <clears throat> it felt a little bit, it felt kind of lightweight, you know? And, wow. and, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kate, go on. Yeah, well, I was going to say that I, I honestly felt like, I would not have wanted it to be much longer, except for maybe spend 10 more minutes fleshing out characters who didn't get much screen time. Yes. But, like, seriously, like, this plot did not need to be much longer. I was like, okay, good. At least I don't have an extra 20 minutes of people staring at the wall being sad about Superman. I don't think my brain could take it. <laughs> see, see, I like Superman. I like Well, no, I like it, but I, I mean, the, the, I meant that the... I'm not griping about Superman himself. I'm saying that, like... Given the context of the other two movies, like the vast amount of over the top global grief just felt fake to me. I was just like, I I think Kate's right about that, actually. I was a little perspective. I mean, the whole notion is that the world's just discovered Superman and in these films. And then all of a sudden they're like grieving for him uh, when one minute they were like calling for his head. So it it, it does seem a a little bizarre. The. hard to kind of process um, yeah it's so. it's almost like this is a sequel to movies that didn't exist like the right. batman <laughs> is almost a different person but in a good way in a good way he's not the crazy pants guy from the last movie he's right. actually a reasonable human being for batman um he, he was just you know a guy in a vest He's a pleasant man in a vest. He's 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 obsessive in his way, but he doesn't do anything too crazy except for bring someone back from the dead. But hey, yes. at least the other characters <laughs> like, were like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" We're pretty sure that's a bad movie. idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, on a smaller quibble about the movie that I found um, a little just annoying. Um, other than Wonder Woman and I guess Aquaman, I mean, did did you find that the, the uh, and other than there when when they were introduced, I found the way they moved on screen to be uh, just unbearably like stiff. Uh, it's like all of them were walking with like a, a stick up their ass. <laughs> I do think that to, for some of these costs, some of these the uh, costumes and particularly Flash's costume, which I basically thought looked like you know um, Star Wars stormtroopers. From uh, com- from Comic Con with like a well, black spandex under it, I why just thought it was bad, and they walk does... so stiffly. Why? These are supposed to be nimble, athletic superheroes, and they just seemed like they all had walk- you know, were walking, could barely move in their makeup. But wh- why does everyone in the movie have to wear these incredibly? complicated exoskeletons. I think it was a bad dumb. idea. Everyone. And you know what? All the women had boob armor, and so did the men. The men had boob armor and cod pieces. Yes. It's yeah. like, we get it. We know yes. the difference They're massive. between boys we understand. and girls. But yeah. you don't, like, why? I, I, You know, it's like all the bad guys had the, the, the over-rendered you know, Brian Hitch look or whoever it is, you know. This is um, the rhinestone everyone, superhero. Everyone. They're, they're, they're completely over-decorated. Yeah. yeah. They, they need oh. to fire their costume. That's for why this movie. I like shirtless Superman. Yeah, just in a <laughs> pair of ragged pants. Just and flying I sure, around, I'm, shooting people with his eyes. That was really refreshing. And I'm sure really shirtless refreshing. Momoa didn't hurt, uh, hurt the eyes either. Great. But, you know, but, you know, there was a lot. I will say, I did notice Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman compared to Patty's, um, um, uh, now I'm forgetting her name. Jenkins. Anyway, 
Patty Jenkins. Uh, I was going to say Patty Smythe. No, Patty Jenkins. It's like a lot of upskirts. Nice. Well, actually, um, I have, having uh, read a number of articles on the subject, much as I would love to blame it on Snyder, apparently a lot of the upskirts were added in the uh, reshoots, and they weren't even actually Gal Gadot because they knew that she wouldn't want upskirts, so they just did it on the body double. Really? I mean, well, they, they didn't say, the articles didn't, they implied that it was done Probably in part because she wouldn't like it, but maybe it was just she couldn't show up. But in any event, that's you, not her body. Where, where did you see this? Um, oh man, it's been two weeks. I read a number of articles where people were talking about the you're speculating and talking about the reshoots and that the the shoots that the, if you look at what scenes that these upskirts are in, <laughs> that they are Whedon shot scenes. Uh-huh. And oh, I, that, and that also, the um, the one big butt shot scene, um, like that is literally a scene that Gal Gadot said, like I wasn't there when they shot that scene. Yeah, which scene okay. is this? I mean, I mean, I had heard that that uh, people uh, charging him with with uh, over sexualizing Wonder Woman. I mean, I yeah. didn't really get that, but uh, I didn't feel she was over sexualized. I, I just know. felt like some of those shots were kind of like know, which eye butt scene were you talking about? I mean, I I know um, there was one when she was being when they when she was. When they were going up in the giant bat caterpillar or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, yeah. It was while they were, like, waiting to get on the bat caterpillar thing. Yeah. And um, There's and a, anyway, there was just this long... Whoever it was, it looked great, I will say. It was hard not to... It was hard to miss. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I actually... Say, but actually, it was really, okay. It was a little offensive to me at the yeah. same time. Well, <laughs> I, I will say that as someone who was keeping a very close eye on Gal Gadot, I was like, why does this look weird? This doesn't look right. And then later I was like, wait, that was a different person's butt. Now I understand why it looked weird to me. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, so no, it wasn't, she didn't say that in like a, I don't want upskirts way, but just in like when people are talking like what scenes got reshot or something, like she did say something about that scene being reshot um, or shot. So whatever, you can draw your conclusions as to who, you know. Yeah. And people did. People did. Right. Um, well, they definitely. I, her skirt was definitely longer in Wonder Woman. Yeah, <laughs> was, and also, never, yeah, you didn't see her underpants once in Wonder Woman that I noticed. I don't know. Maybe you did, but I. No, I, I'm no. not so sure. I'm not so sure about. I'm not so sure about that because I was watching closely, but I could be wrong. <laughs> we um, are looking uh, at Wonder Woman very closely. Let's admit it for various reasons. So yeah, um, I will say that um, one thing that got pointed out to me by other fans before the movie, and then when I watched it, I was like, wow, you're right, is that the Amazon costumes, while they were not as bad as they could have been, were not the same as in Wonder Woman and were not as good as in Wonder Woman. Some of them they, were skimpier, right? Not yeah, all they of were, them. Some, some of them. Some, some of them were just fine. Yeah. And some of them were like, I mean, yes, they live on a tropical island. That's fine. But the parts where they were in armor <laughs> where you would think they would have something on their belly. Yes. A lot of them yes. were wearing, like, uh, belly shirt armor. Yes. They yeah, were course. like, okay, I can, like, yeah, I can understand armor, it. Being, yes. <laughs> I was like, but Roman armor is pretty light to begin with. Why the belly shirt? Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> we know why bikini. the belly shirt. It was Zack Snyder. <laughs> Well, uh, I know, mean, he I, did. Listen, the guy made also three hundred, so he is equal, and he made Watchmen with, you know, Doctor yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, he, so I give the guy credit. He's actually very equal opportunity of male and female yeah, nudity. Yeah, so yeah, but I, I mean, it was 
Could I mention something else too? And I'd be curious. I'm not going to say, but I do think the movie, uh, a, a key moment in the movie, really re- revolved around, and I, what is to me, a horrifically sappy Hollywood convention. Um, oh. And uh, I that I was disappointed in that because it really, to me, just took the air out of it. That's what, it. Come on, spoilers. spoilers. Come on. We're, we're, just say, we're okay, spoiler per- alert if you don't want to hear. Um, the love of a good woman bringing Superman back to his senses. Oh, no. I love that. See, I, I, mean, I, I know, thought it was I, so corny I couldn't bear it. The love of a good woman is always a great... Yeah, a great, but uh, come on. This is, the lo- would, this is the worst cliche in Hollywood. Yeah, but you know what? Let me tell you something. Okay. Let me talk about that whole scene sure. where they bring Superman. Because and then three I can things. add my thing. Yeah, three things. Okay, so this is actually... As I was watching the film, my thought, my biggest complaint about it is why are they such idiots? Okay, three things. It's like, okay, Flash, you have to hit this mother box just as it hits the water. So we're going to drop it from a crane as opposed to lowering it slowly into the water. So you know exactly. <laughs> okay, you know, tiny. All right, whatever. I'll give you that. Then it's like, oh, you know, Superman's going to be angry. If he sees Batman, so oh, we'll have all these other armored, aggressive people standing there. It's like, well, did you remember he had a girlfriend? It's like, oh, who's in the car? Oh, it's Lois Lane. Maybe you could have planned ahead, but you didn't. You're morons. All right. And then, oh, that mother box just landed on a car. Well, let's just leave it there in case the bad guy comes and gets it. Because that will only mean the end of the world. You know, (laughs) tiny details. Yes, but remember now, on on Lois, remember Batman said that, that was the secret weapon. Remember, he said he had a secret yeah. weapon. Yeah, secret so weapon. They were Bring planning. He, they were planning on Lois. Well, but why did he there? there Wait, first? Why did you wouldn't have, have her there first? Superman. Well, I guess they had to go and get her. You know. <laughs> yeah, they had to get her, and you wouldn't have had shirtless Superman fights. Yeah, so you know right. what? That's right. That, <laughs> love it. Yeah, leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> but um, you know what? Well, I will say the that the misunderstanding fight of superhero that that I actually liked that. That was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun, especially the and in in fact. The fight with the Flash, I thought it was yeah. really the slow motion, like super speed fight. It was really cool. That was good. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go back to that scene we were talking about before. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think, and what actually, I didn't just come up with it independently. Like I thought of it, and then also other people who were in the theater were saying the same thing. We we're like, oh, we had the same thought. We we had been hoping that maybe it might be his mother, or maybe it might be his mother and his girlfriend. So it wouldn't right. just be like romantic love saves the day but hey people who he actually cares about like he'll remember well yeah so it, i mean could have been martha too and then that would have been good but that's fine Superman, so mama's boy yeah <laughs> you know i mean Why it would not? be more like it less wouldn't have like, been as awful a cliche sure <laughs> it would be less cliched and be more like here are people he knows and loves. I agree. That is why he'll behave. He'll like remember them I, and behave himself. I agree. I mean, I understand that it's a cliche or a archetype or whatever. I mean, you know, a lot of people hate the ending of the Matrix for the same reason, you know, or the Matrix Two and that. Oh, true love saves them. It's like yeah. you know, I don't have a problem with that because to me, that's a very powerful theme. Mm. And I, I, for me, it's like they really put a lot of effort into establishing that Superman and Lois had a really strong relationship. And I think Amy Adams really sold that. And, um, you know, I think that's a that's a good theme. A lot of times these superhero movies, you know, I don't know. Who's seen Thor Ragnarok? I uh, did. I did. Now, yeah. talk about and, a and, far better movie. Right, of course. But, Kate, you haven't seen it? Um, basically, uh, for various reasons that have to do with people in my life who hate Thor, I decided not to see it. It's, it's one a, of the best it, movies. It's, a good, it's, it's a really so good, good, Kate. It's, it's basically so a superhero comedy. You gotta comedy. see it. 
You it's gotta a, see it. It's basically superhero comedy, but frankly, I mean, you laugh from beginning to end that that yeah. movie. It's, it's it's just if you like character bits, yeah. this is your movie. It's a it's it's a rich nougat of character bits with a thin lacing of action that binds it yeah. together. Everything about it is story. is better, and I will tell you. And actually, I will credit Thor uh, as well as in some ways um, um, uh, Justice League. I do think we've evolved to the point where they are trying to make the fights a little more distinguish, distinguishable yes. one from another. I thought in Thor, the fights didn't go on as interminably as they have in the past. Thank and God. And they actually were fairly distinctive. You could really – each one had something individual about them that made them fun and, and exciting. And up to a point, um, I thought that that happened here in Justice League too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason why I brought up Thor, just to finish my my previous point, though, was that you know, in Thor, you have Ragnarok, you have probably the most attractive cast of hot people ever assembled for a True. superhero movie. Uh, you know, like and and just the way they're shot and the way they're presented. I mean, I never got this whole Loki thing until I saw Thor Ragnarok, and now I'm all about Loki. Okay, <laughs> so and it's like, but because the Marvel movies do so well in China or whatever the yeah. reason is, you notice in Marvel movies lately, there's not even, you know, there's not a kiss, there's not a pat on the butt, there is not a, there, you know, there's nothing. Yeah. It's like there might be a little, like, schoolyard, like, oh, well, you think you're so smart kind of stuff but nothing there was no romance nothing so so just i would say i enjoyed in justice league yeah. that they did portray superman and lois as as a real couple that really cared about yeah. each other. so yeah, i understand that, it was a cliche i, I, but I get me, your point yeah and i will say that when i came out of man of steel i was like well i like the krypton bits and superman and lois lane were convincingly heterosexual Yes. <laughs> Which is surprisingly like <laughs> rare in action movies because oftentimes you feel like there's like a pasted on romance that they didn't really try very hard on. And yeah. they actually got that bit right. Yeah. Well, I, um, I you know, I really did like Man of Steel and 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 in and, and, and to Heidi's point, I mean it that works as a film, not just as a goofy movie. I mean it really does work. You really feel like there's an intelligence working here to try to create a whole work that has art like qualities. Yes. You know. Yes. Well, uh, well, speaking of some of the disjointedness and not whole workness of this one, um, I think it is only fair to point out that a lot of of the like slightly cheesy scenes were there not only as a reaction against previous movies, but a reaction against the original version of this movie. That yeah. the original script did not go over well because you know, it wasn't going to have Superman brought back into the family of heroes as a major part of the plot. He was going to be off elsewhere and everybody would have to just do without him Dead. most of the time. <laughs> I guess and, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to be as much like, hey, let's get these characters to like each other. Like that was not the way the original was because that was not Zack Snyder's vision. Yeah. But that, you know, they decided to go more in a different direction. And because like it was so clearly a rush job. And I really wish they weren't so in love with release dates and would be willing to move things when they need to. Ah. Um, that, that yeah, you could see the seams, but I could see why, clumsy as it was, it made, like, you could see what it was fixing. Right. Yeah. And, yes. yeah. and I like that version better, even if it is messier. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree. Um, however, 
as much as we liked this movie, or at least tolerated this movie, or, you know, listen, I came out with very fond feelings, and I would, if there was a Justice League 2, I'd be like, yeah, all right, yeah, bring I'm it on. However... I came out with feelings of uh, relief, because I thought I, it was going to be even worse. But, but Well, so, yeah. <laughs> you're the only person who's relieved, Calvin, yeah, because just, just before we came on the air here, uh, you know, the movie opened November 17th, the rumors of... Um, you know, carnage at Warner Brothers yeah. in the wake because it's really being like it's made five hundred million dollars worldwide, which sounds awesome, except that it cost three hundred million dollars, and that's before marketing costs. So yeah. basically, this movie would literally have had to make a billion dollars to break even. And you know, the Avengers films have made a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, and why wouldn't a movie with Wonder Woman, Batman? And Superman make a billion dollars. Well, uh, that's the question a lot of people at Warner Brothers have been asking. So just today, just before that we came on, started to record, uh, Story and Variety landed that uh, DC Films, the, the little unit that was supposed to be the answer to Kevin Feige's Marvel Cinematic Universe over at Disney, probably has been disbanded. Um, John Berg, who was running it, is leaving uh, to spend more time with his independent productions. And uh, Jeff Johns will be kept on in an advisory uh, position, they say, uh, and a new person is being sought to uh, oversee the DC universe. Well, you know, I am I am on board with that because organizationally, it was sort of a disjointed mess, as witness some of the things Calvin was saying about Suicide Squad before we started recording. Right, like it 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 didn't. If you're gonna go for a whole universe, it didn't feel like a whole universe. Right. Like, if that's the direction you're going to take, maybe you do need someone who's good at that on board. And, and look, look, each every one of these films, it has, it, you know, except for Wonder Woman, just is like full of problems from beginning to end. I mean, it, it, it's it's just astonishing that they yeah. they can't they can barely get this right. Yeah, and and um, also, I I mean, I have I've said it many times. Uh, the theory there is just you know the people at this that there's just a deeply seated uh, distrust of superheroes at the studio, and um, you know Jeff Johns and John Berg were brought on to to uh, disperse this this aversion, you know. And uh, but John's is a relatively recent acquisition, isn't he? Well, this is what I would say. I mean, in a way, that's kind of scapegoating because they came on. They were only announced last year. It was the, yeah. Well, I'd say it's about the same time that this movie was in production. But they certainly weren't the people who decided. You know what? Let's let Jack, uh, Zack Snyder make this movie. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're scapegoating for them a little bit. But however, they did have PGA credits on it, uh, which means that they are much closer to the production. So. Um, you know, I mean, somebody had to take a fall, and I guess it was DC Films. Well, but who it, could possibly take over? That's the question. Well, I agree. I, I, I'm just, uh, I just wanted uh, um, to make note of uh, what you said, uh, Heidi, I mean, earlier. I mean, I actually like, you know, Snyder's vision for Watchmen and, and, and some of the other films. But, but Yeah, he's a good fit for those. But, he, I mean, he really doesn't seem to connect with, the, with um, a large measure of the, 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 the sort of pop audience. That's got you know it's got to fork over the money for this these films, right? So you do have to wonder why are they why do they keep bringing him back to do these films? You know they need a billion dollar film, and, right? And he's not delivering. Yeah, I mean I think he's really good for dark things like Three Hundred or Watchmen. He's he's great at those, but he just doesn't seem his sensibility. I don't think is necessarily the sensibility of 
the average person who wants to see a DC movie. Like, Listen, I mean, if- that's not what you want out of, you don't necessarily want Batman torturing and branding people. Also, <laughs> that's not what you want from well, Batman. Right. Well, right. Also, in a, in a world that basically Marvel has set the standards for what an entertaining superhero movie is. And, and you know, that's just what they've done. That's what yeah, people are I mean, comparing these movies to. Yeah, and you can do something different, but you need to do something at least as good. Yeah, you well, you got to find those elements that the public are going to respond to. Well, what's coming up? You know, let's let's. I mean, we've been talking about this movie for two years. So has everyone else. <laughs> oh um, you know, the who has dropped, and I mean, Warner Brothers is is in total disarray based on what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, now they're looking for a new person. Uh, you know, I said, give it to Patty Jenkins. Let her do it. She did well, a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> let's think about that, huh? Yeah. Um, although, I, I, you know, listen, I, I think it'll take time to cool a long time before. Uh, I, I think if you could have had a really sharp Joss Whedon script and somehow given it to Zack Snyder to direct, I think you would have had a really good movie. <laughs> There's you a know, thought. Maybe that's what ago. they need to do. That's Maybe we need a, a team up. Yes, a team up sort of thing. But, you know, who who will be the new guru or will there not? You know, like everybody's reaction to this has been, you know what, just make a good movie first. You know, Wonder Woman was a good movie. It had someone at the home who really seemed to like it, uh, you know, to get it. Um, Aquaman, the buzz is pretty good on that. Um, yeah. Trouble free shoot, no problems. Supposedly there's a Flash movie in the works that will be Flashpoint. And this is being left open. Uh, the Flashpoint storyline does involve the whole DCU. So this is being left open as a kind of a stealth Justice League 2. So, um, you know, if they can regroup for that, then maybe we'll see the Can next, I add um, one more complaint about Justice League? Yeah. Please do. And, this, and it's uh, the Flash again. What, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Really? Did you notice the way he was running? I mean, really? Did he look particularly <laughs> heroic to you? I don't know. I do. I do think that one thing that Marvel has done that it's pretty clear DC did not do is before they, you know, they had what they were basically. Some people are referring to as superhero boot camp. Like before somebody gets on the screen and you know portrays a superhero, like they spent some time training them athletically. And you know, Jason Momoa is naturally athletic, and Gal Gadot was a fitness instructor. Yeah. So you know, they didn't need that extra help. But it doesn't hurt to, like, budget a couple months of, like, physical training in to just get well, everybody I, well, looking and moving like a superhero. They, I'm wondering if they intended it. I mean, because the character, uh, the, the Barry Allen that they have in this film is sort of like a really, like, you know, kind of nerdy teen who, you know, doesn't fit in spaz. And that's kind of how he ran, too. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, physically, that's how he physically was like a spaz. So... Maybe yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not sure that it was actually but terribly even, entertaining. Even if even if that part was intentional, mm. your the part point that you were pointing out earlier about how people were just really awkward in their movements and costumes. Oh, God, yes, yeah, that that if they had done the physical training and if they had made sure you know like tested the costumes to make sure they could move in them and everything like that, which they do in other movies and like as witness the Star Wars movies, like they have some flaws but they don't have that problem because they make sure they don't have that problem yeah and well, it's like, hard for me to believe they didn't do it i mean i do think that they need to redesign the costumes because they're they're too restricting because you they can't move but but maybe they didn't do it i mean i've seen maybe they didn't do it because i know that they didn't do it um but they very pointedly 
I mean, different people, different yeah. they, um, that for like uh, Iron Fist, there was no physical training element. Mm-hmm. None. And, you know, it showed in that he moved very awkwardly. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I, sometimes they don't prioritize it and then they don't do it. Well, some people are great and naturally athletic and some yeah, people are, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, I, and that's why I, you train them. I, I, yeah, but not everyone can be trained to be naturally athletic is what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? It's but like they can be not, trained to fake it. What? Yes, and then they can be shot to fake it. They can it, be you know, shot like, to fake it, for sure. Yeah, because I'll tell you, if you have, like, a um, a Channing Tatum, you know, who's a dancer, right. I mean, that guy is so convincing in yeah, everything he, can do he does. Anything. He's a natural. Yeah. He's just a natural because he has that innate ability. And you're right, you know, Jason Momoa is very, you know, he loves yeah, he, the water. And Gal Gadot is just naturally athletic. You know, I'll tell you who the worst runner in the whole thing was, and it breaks my heart to say it, but was Connie Nielsen as Queen Hippolyta when she was running with that mother box. It's like, oh boy. Yeah, but, um, but you didn't you didn't notice that in Wonder Woman. So no, Well that's that's because that's, they shot it right. They shot it properly. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right there. But yeah, I agree. And, you know, listen, if anybody from Warner <laughs> Brothers is listening, just ditch those those costumes. I understand that people today love this video game look, but they're just too busy. They're yeah, too busy. They're Watch just yeah, they're too busy. They're too overdone. Rhinestone superheroes. They're overdone. Yeah, it's very. It's very Leafeld. Like it really only needed thigh patches to right. be very Leafeld. Yeah. So, so, so anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that's we'll be covering undoubtedly the fallout of Justice League for the next couple of years. Um, just before we go, though, Calvin, uh, you and I wanted to talk about one other thing in the news this week, yeah. um, which is Patreon. Mm. And so uh, I'm a former Patreon user, and that when I was running the beat myself, I had a Patreon, which is a um, it's a crowdfunding service where instead of doing it all in one gulp, as you do with Kickstarter, it's you make a monthly pledge and then you pledge to support someone. So you can do as little as a dollar. A lot of people only ask for a dollar or five dollars or, you know, a thousand dollars. Some people make sixty thousand dollars a month on Patreon. Mostly people who do comedy and film mm-hmm. are musicians or uh, a lot of people could make, I mean, I don't say a lot, but there are some people who are making significant amount of money. Some web cartoonists are making yeah. five figures doing this a month. So it's become a really key part of the economy of making comics. And uh, certainly when I was doing the beat independently, as you might know, it's now owned by Lion Forge, mm-hmm. syndicated comics. Uh, it was, Patreon was a huge part, an essential part of making a living at being able to do it. Uh, but this, just this week, Patreon announced a new setup. It's a little bit, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but let's just say like if I pledge a dollar, there's a lot of fees involved. So normally if I pledge a dollar to say Zainab Akhtar for her monthly comics newsletter, now I'll be charged, instead of being charged a dollar, I'll be charged a dollar thirty-three, and uh, Zainab will get a dollar, which is great. But it's like basically mm-hmm. they up the amount that everybody is pledging uh, among patrons, and boy, uh, the Twitter reaction to this has been, yeah, been really, toxic. No, it showed up immediately in my Twitter feed. Uh, people were just complaining, uh, complaining basically that they think it's going to drive patrons away from the service. Right. So. Um, and, and there's also a lot of speculation about why they did this, and um, uh, you know maybe that Patreon is looking. I mean, they have had a lot of VC investment, and maybe they're looking to be sold, and they're trying. You know, I mean, this looks like a classic pre-sale move to me, which would really be um, 
uh, bad news for a lot of people. And at the same time, didn't Kickstarter just launch their own kind of patronage system? Yes, they did. I even, write a, uh, even wrote a very short piece about it. Yeah, they, they are definitely looking to um, expand their efforts in the recurring support marketplace. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously, you know, what, what uh, Drip and Patreon, as you described it, you know, this allows you to, to give something to artists uh, really over the course of their career, to recurring payments over the year as opposed to just one donation for a specific project. Um, so, yeah, the fees are very different. I mean, they both charge like a 5% fee, um, but uh, Kickstarter's is basically just a little lower. Right. Um, right. And it comes and, – and, and also it continues to come out of the artist. The artist covers that. So it comes yeah. out of the out of the donation to the artist, as opposed to the uh, on the patron end. Exactly, and um, you know this is definitely uh, there's going to be a lot more to come on this on this uh, story for sure. Yeah, because this um, has definitely become this is another way. I mean, this is another era in the uh, in the crowdfunding era that uh, you know artists um, are able to kind of create, you know, uh, kind of solicit support from, from fans and go directly to their fans and actually get closer to making a living or indeed really making a living in some instances. I mean, yeah. some, some artists do pull in some pretty hefty uh, well, monthly payments. Well, I'll tell you, listen, when Patreon um, launched like about three years ago, I guess, uh, it was launched by creators themselves and really was an incredibly revolutionary idea. And uh, they've gotten a lot of VC funding along the way because mm. this is really, you know, we've argued about this on this podcast many times, but crowdfunding ain't going anywhere, no, at least the way the world works now. In fact, it's going to get bigger and bigger. And Patreon, um, you know, listen, I could tell you a few things that annoyed me about Patreon when I was uh, working on it and, you know, definitely needed work too. And uh, it would be really be a shame to see them kind of sell out without, you know, when so many people are so dependent, dependent on it. So. On it yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, as I read the situation, um, this seems to be, it seems to be two things. On the one hand, it seems to be that Patreon is creating uh, a way to, to drive up the money that it makes for it, but also looking to sort of create a structure that encourages people to give a little bit more, at least more right. than a dollar. I think yeah. they kind of want to get people above the a five dollar mark or something like that. No, I think I, that could also be part of it. And you know, I'll tell you <clears throat> that I rarely give a dollar. You know, mm-hmm. I usually give two dollars because I, I know myself. If you get a dollar, you get eighty cents of that dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, well, we'll see. More there's more to come on this yeah. story for yeah. sure. So anyway, well. Um, well, we give Wonder Woman. I mean, excuse me. We give Justice League a solid C. <laughs> yes. I guess that's what we're saying here about the film. Um, yeah. But there'll certainly be, uh, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll certainly have a lot more to say on uh, on DC and its movies uh, because yep. there's always going to be. I think we all know there's always going to be more to come. 